Hello everyone and welcome to what may be the closing stages of our Fox Sports Rugby podcast throughout 2017. I'm Sean Maloney, in at Fox Sports HQ and alongside me for the afternoon it is g'day to Sam Worthington and Christy Doran. Men, we haven't been back in this room since our predictions around the John Eels medal a couple of weeks back. They ended up being a hell of a night were though. Yeah, we're just sort of coming to, aren't we, and uh, collecting our thoughts uh, two weeks on. It was a, was a great night. It always is the John Eels medal. I, I was probably the the most reserved I've been in the, the illustrious three-year history of my attendance. Um, I semi-behaved myself. My last recollection was talking to uh, a former Wallaby who should go unnamed who was starting to stagger a little bit uh, at 2am sure. and, and, and throwing a footy around with, with Doran. So, no, uh, so wonderful the, night. So let's just get this right. So the beers that you neglected to drink, I think your cohort, your colleague, Christy oh, Doran, please. picked up the slack around. He certainly did. Christy uh, put not quite best on ground. That might be going a, a little bit far. And, well, best uh, and on ground would be to imply that he'd done well. He'd, he'd done, done well, well in terms of putting cans away. <laughs> His all-round behaviour, considering the size, considering the size of him, he can drink. I'll give him, I'll give him credit. But yeah, Christy, how would you assess your own performance, mate? Oh, look, the fact that we both turned up at work together would imply that it was a pretty uh, reasonable session from the both of us. Stayed on my couch, stayed on my couch and behaved impeccably. Yeah, right. It was a good night, though. Uh, some of the big winners, of course, were Israel Folau taking the top gong. Uh, you ruined that. F- for all of us, though, were they when we had a few <laughs> drinks pre-event and you gave us the word on the embargoed release? Well, I think someone asked me... You stuffed it. I think someone asked me, uh, do you know who wins? And uh, so I, I told them, yeah. Well, you did well to, um, to keep It made the, quite an intriguing win uh, uh, to yourself. And our sweepstake went yeah. uh, unrewarded, didn't it? Well, the didn't sweepstake, so... In fact, you owe us uh, you owe us some money as well, isn't it? Not, the, not <laughs> the first or the last Not a chance, not I've a just, chance. I've just remembered. Hang on a second. I'll come back to that in a tick. So we ran a fifth place sweepstake. Cause you, well, you probably had the finalised list anyway, were they? But fifth place uh, yes. sweepstake. And Sean sure McMahon it was. So we had our list of runners, I think one to eight. So you didn't want to draw easier because were they already dropped the bombshell that he was going to win the, the whole thing. So uh, McMahon... Man, out of nowhere, off the back of those big performances, that big game against the All Blacks, yeah, and I don't rattled th- home in a fifth. Certainly, and I don't think we had Shawnee in our list, did we? So, so no, uh, we didn't. So, so once what, again, you so, owe us money. No, hang on not, a second. Not, hang on a second. Hobby. There was a proviso. The terms and conditions clearly stated that if there was a tie for fifth place, or if there was a runner that wasn't on the list to sweep, some money would go on the bar. That's where it went post, and we all got tequila. Shots. I'm not quite sure if Sam took one. Well, if you don't take the tequila shot... Is that shot, where it went? I missed out on the tequila shot, but that's probably a good thing. It's, um, I'm, I'm not overly unhappy about that. They were $20 that. tequila we, shots. We no s- kidding. We still do need a... 20 bucks for a shot. We still, do need, horrible, a, we still do need a drunk. slab of your mate's uh, dodgy beer at some stage. Yeah, no, I've still got your beer covered. Uh, so, yeah, so John Neal's medal going to, of course, Israel Folau. Chloe Dalton's Australian Women's Sevens Player of the Year. Chucky Stannard was the Men's Sevens Ned Player Lee of the Year. Hannigan... Ned Rookie Hannigan. of the year. Uh, Ned Hannigan. Tell me, how the, we mentioned this in the lead-up to the event last week. Uh, you calling out a couple of the Wallabies across the year, Doran. Did you cross paths with any of the Wallabies that you've called out this year? I don't think I did uh, on the night itself, but I certainly did last week at Leichhardt Oval. Okay, what happened there? I just wanted to say, go up to, I, said, I went to Ned and I said, look, I know I haven't, written uh, at, at, at stages throughout the year I haven't been 
completely positive about your performances, but just wanted uh, you to know that nothing that I've written is, is personal at all, and I think that you're going to be uh, in the Wallabies for the next decade. <laughs> How did that go down? Look, he shook my hand and he said, thanks, mate. That's and the sort of guy Ned is. That speaks volumes of Ned. Oh, look, just a, just a wonderful, um, just a wonderful uh, coming together of rugby people all around. Um, I couldn't be happier for the, the two of uh, seemingly kissed and made up. So a bright, a bright future ahead for Christy and Ned. Oh, man, I don't know how you guys do it. I, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you... Well, whether you're not quite as bad, Chris, I don't understand how you can do it. And I understand the need to drive uh, headlines because that's what you do for a job. But there must come a cost at some stage. Oh, look, there's there's a cost about every, everything in life. <laughs> Let's get philosophical for a moment. Is that right? <laughs> is that? Is that? <laughs> the, the reality is that he was Breaking dropped news. shortly after. We don't have to go down that okay. path. He was, uh, was back uh, for the Barbars game that weekend. And yeah. then did, did he play against Japan? He was on the bench against Japan, wasn't he? Back in the starting team, wasn't You're he? You're right, with, though. Uh, with, the with, with MC Nearly will be there for ages to come. Uh, guys... We can go NRC or we can go Australia v Wales. Which way do you want to go first in terms of how we preview the weekend to come? Wallabies v Wales? Let's go that way because the Australians are chasing 13 straight wins against the Welsh. Since 1984, Australia have lost just two games against the Welsh. What's happening this weekend? Excuse me. What's going to happen? How's it going to play out? Uh, yeah, well, Wallabies again for, for me, and then the streak will continue. Uh, it, it is a remarkable record, given that for a lot of that time, Wales have been right there with the Wallabies on the world rankings. They're, they're a very good side. And the other point to this is Wales have had home advantage for most of those 12 mm. games as well, yet the, the Wallabies just uh, have the wood on them. So it's, it's a bit of a mystery. I don't know if anyone's been able to really explain why, why that's the case um, but uh, so there's been some clutch goal kicking performances over the years and, and Mike Harris popping one at Melbourne yep. in Melbourne mm. some late uh, try scoring heroics and um, yeah whether it is in their heads or just one of those quirky things I'm not too sure but uh, given, given the Wallabies uh, form line at the moment uh, they're in a great uh, headspace collectively and, and Wales are, are missing a couple of key individuals as well so uh, Wallabies to get it done in, a, in another you know pretty tough encounter for me a little bit tough for the Welsh. Each year they come together in November and it's pretty much the first test for the Wallabies. that They get over to Cardiff and, and they play them and they've been together for, the Australians have been together for months off the back of the Rugby Championship. So they're going to come in there and they've all been together. This Welsh side, uh, a few changes uh, to, to them. A couple of guys out injured, Sam Warburton, Ross, Ross Moriarty. So a couple of big losses in the in the back row. Uh Last year, it was, it was funnily enough, we've seen over the, over the past six, seven years so many tight contests um, w- within 10 points pretty much every match. Uh, and then last year, the Wallabies, 32 points to eight winners. And we saw the second row combo of Arnold, Coleman, Dominate. And on the back of that, Bernard Foley and uh, Reese Hodge both had... I remember, yeah, I remember Reese Hodge being huge that game. matches. So, huge that game. Well, I think, I think the Wallabies will, will, do it, will do it pretty well. Yeah, you, I'm, what are you, uh, no, what are you I'm, I'm with you guys just on that front in terms of the cohesion of the Wallabies. And, and let's not forget either that um, Wales are coming into this off, a, by their standards, an ordinary Six Nations performance as well. Uh, I know that was a long time back and a number of their guys have been playing in the lines and that sort of thing since then. But just from a cohesion point of view, to be thrown in against the Wallabies this weekend, I know that England have 
Are they Argentina this week? Samoa the week after? Yep. So, sorry, we're the week after. Um, so they'll have sort of a warm-up hit uh, against uh, a side to try and tune up. Wales haven't had that luxury. I'm right in saying that. And am I right in saying also, fellas, that Wales and England had an opposed forwards training session against one another. Am I right in saying that during the week? Bang on. 100% right. No fake news What about here. that? Very, very, very strange. Just the latest in the long line of Eddie Jones' uh, tricks, I guess. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's an interesting one when, you, when you're supposed to be these great rivals to then get together for a, a training session like that. But, uh, yeah, it seems like it sort of went... Uh, Went okay. No, no skullduggery in the in the scrums and lineouts and, and training. And but what uh, do you do in that situation? And, and when, what I mean by that is, are you shielding calls? Are you holding back a touch when it comes to scrum time? Like, how much of it do you really want to display to an opponent that you're going to be squaring off against in the Six Nations not long from now? Well, I think both teams went pretty hard at it. Both forward packs. We saw a couple of behind-the-scenes footage of one or two punters that were kicked outside and, okay. and had to film through the gates. And we saw the English scrum pushing the Welsh one backwards. And I, I don't know, there would have been a bit of love lost there because it wasn't too long ago there was a couple of Gypsy Boy comments coming out in the field. And Is that Joe Marler? Yeah, Joe Marler yeah. and, and Samson Lee, I think it was. So, yeah, uh, right. Uh, yeah. Intriguing. So I'm, I'm with you guys. I think, I think Australia, just from the run-up that they've had and played really well against Japan the other week. I know that Japan were a long way off their best, but just the way that Australia went about their work I thought was super impressive. And I, th- I don't think we'll see too many changes from the Australia team that played the All Blacks. Yeah, no, no. From the one that played the All Blacks, yeah, correct. It'll be be back to close to that. I think uh, we're we're speaking um, a few hours before the team comes out uh, mm-hmm. late on a, a Thursday night, Australian time. It's been pretty well telegraphed though that uh, looks like Czech is going to go with that super side centre combination that terrorised Japan for five tries between them. Uh, the good mates Karevi and Kurandrani. So, um, which is interesting because it hasn't been uh, was it was tried uh, previously and didn't go super well against top teams. But it looks like Czech is going to go back to that. Uh, Guinea and Foley look like they're going to be fit, uh, ready to go after their calf. Currently back to 15. And illness uh, ailments, currently at 15, and, and that presumably leaves Reese Hodge, who's just been an absolute weapon, uh, mm. back, back on the wing. It look, looks to be the way that things are going. We could we could be uh, proved wrong, because Checker does like a surprise, but uh, that's the way that Jimmy Tucker, um, our man on the ground over there, has been, been reporting it. Yeah, what's interesting also is that Warren Gatlin is... Uh, dropped Jamie Roberts from the squad altogether. Uh, he's just come back because he missed the Six Nations in the preparation for the, the British and Irish Lions series. So he takes over from Rob Howley. He goes back to being an assistant. And, yeah, the whole Warren Boar mantra that he's built over the over the many years with being with Wales, it's going to be a little bit different this year with potentially Checker rolling out our own mm. big ball runners through the, through the middle, through the midfield. Yep, shaping up is a good game, and that will be on BN Sports. So you've got Fox Sports. You're still locked and loaded with uh, coverage on BN. 4.15am. Yeah, 4.15am on Sunday morning. Uh, tough time. Oh, Set up. Yeah, to get up or do you stay up or do you just record? That's a long, that's a long time to stay up. What, what's, you know your, what I mean? what's your tactic going to be? You're going to be down in Canberra. You'll probably have a potentially yeah. have a, a beverage uh, to, to celebrate yeah, the end we'll of the season. Canberra. There will be some celebrating. I don't know that I'm going to be able to get up for that. I might have to just hit record. 
Just might have to watch the highlights. Just tune into the play ratings the next day. Yeah, I'll just yeah, wait for the, the play ratings. I won't, even watch, I won't even watch the highlights. I'll just read your play ratings, and then I'll be able to tell if you won or not. So, yeah, so that takes us to Canberra, where we are set, ready to rip and tear, where we have the two best sides from the regular season. Going at it for the top gong, the NRC Grand Final of 2017. So the Canberra Vikings hosting... The Queensland Country Boys and guys, this is going to be an occasion where we have a first-time winner of the NRC, the toaster. That's nice, isn't it? Exactly right, yeah, and uh, I think it's good that we've got what, what I think most people would agree are the two most deserving teams. Uh, we saw, of course, uh, Fiji and Andrua, um they were red-hot there for a, a mm-hmm. good uh, month or so, then faded a bit. Um, so, yeah, I think just two really well-balanced teams, aren't they? They've got uh, good halves, really good back rows, solid set-piece. Um, and just talking to uh, our colleague Andrew Swain before, he, he reckoned that the, that that semi between the Vikings and Spirit was probably the most intense mm. um, game that he's ever seen of NRC, just in terms of the physicality and, and defensive um, ability. We know the NRC's has some great attack that's what it's been known for but uh, it was good to see that that intensity that'll actually prepare guys for for super rugby and and beyond so um we're debating who the who the favorite is it's real toss of the coin stuff i think but well, I, it, is, it essentially is that's why the bookmakers have it is almost I'm, a toss of the coin. I'm thinking uh, yeah home home field advantage is the only way to to split them almost well we saw last year perth spirit went away in up, up at tamworth Cleaned against up the, the eagles country, and yeah. that was built on the back of a Bloody stellar defensive effort. Mm-hmm. We know that... No swearing, thanks, mate. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Queensland country this year, they're, they're uh, on the back of a, a very much improved... Look, let's not forget that they'd only won five matches in the previous three seasons. So to make the final first year of Brad Thorne... They dropped just two games all year. They dropped their opening game of the year against the Vikings mm-hmm. and they dropped their closing game of the year against the Perth Spirit. Everything in between were big Ws. So it's a remarkable turnaround mm. and uh, we all know that Brad Thorne's legacy was a defensive work or set-piece gun and could go the way of, of Queensland country if indeed the weather report of being a little bit 21 wet. degrees, 90% chance of precipitation in Canberra. Great. Just great. You know what I'm saying? Just great. It looked, uh, it looked even colder last week, to be fair. Drew was pretty uh, rugged up there in the sidelines, so I reckon you're getting off uh, lightly. Yeah, I was warm in Toowoomba. I tell you what, fellas, you guys been to Toowoomba before? Yeah, no. I was up there. A lot of Dorans up there, actually. Mate, stunning part of the world. How, how many Dorans? Well, there's, stunning there's a part bunch of, the world. of uncles. What are the highlights? What are the must-dos in Toowoomba? The Spotted Cow, great little pub. So I went there for a, uh, the a light beer and a pub's bike the first thing, you know. First thing. And then uh, we were off to Clive Berghofer Stadium, which is surrounded by... Uh, to, to put it in context, it's like uh, Leichhardt Oval here in the city. So they've got houses all around. The jacarandas were in full bloom. There's a windmill behind Oof. one of the ends. Probably the most picturesque ground I've ever commentated at. And it was hot up there. Halls and I were up there and uh, in the thick of it, watching Queensland Country put away the Fijians. And they did so in style. I'll tell you what, guys, there was a lot, of, a lot of aggro in that game. I don't know if you saw James Slipper come reeling out of a scrum after getting absolutely smashed <laughs> with what could only have been an uppercut via uh, Tawaki, I think it was, a Fijian prop that got him, got, ended up getting Simbim. James Sleeper hit so hard, so flush, he could not see out of his eye, had to come off the field, couldn't go back on. He was rocky. He was rocky, saying, saying, cut me, Mick, cut me. Could not see out of his eye. He was smashed up that bad. But uh, I thought Queensland Country were 
outstanding in their win last week against Fiji. Admittedly, an injury to play the Fiji inside, but uh, Duncan Payawa was flying and the Tongan Thor fellas, mm. Taniella Tupo, holy smokes, what a game. Can I give you the numbers? You yeah, know his stats numbers? Oh, these, are off, these aren't off the top of my head. These are legit. 10 tackle busts. Massive. 17 runs, Christy Doran. 124 metres, four offloads, one try assist, and two tries. Did he put in a grubber kick like he did in that Barbarians game? He that didn't, was, but if he That had was one off, of the great unnecessary grubber kicks I love. <laughs> it would have come up. I'm telling you, it would have come off for him. He was unbelievable against Fiji last week. Yeah, wasn't he ever. I just want to just... You asked me where they are about the Dorans at Toowoomba. I just want to tell you one of the... We're, one of the, we're going back a couple of minutes. This better go well. The Weiss Bar. <laughs> Can you believe that Weiss Bar was founded in Toowoomba? Mm-hmm. The Weiss Factory there. We all know how we love our Weiss ice cream. Everyone's Weiss, yeah. Anyhow. Thank you, Weiss, yeah. I just remember distinctly as a young Doran, young Christy Doran, our dad, <laughs> just Doran. telling us all about the, the Weiss Bars in Toowoomba and how he used to... You know, if only, if only we'd known that before going to the ground last week. We would have gone there instead of the spotted cow. That's, that's great insight. They'd go through that's a few, they'd go for a few uh, Weiss bars and hot Toowoomba each year, wouldn't they? Oh, mate. It was warm up there. They prepared well, this one. I can't, guys, I can't even remember uh, playing or having rugby in Australia post-Melbourne Cup, and that's where we find ourselves. Post-Melbourne Cup with rugby in Australia going on. Just doesn't happen. It's a beautiful thing. Why not? Yeah, it's Why okay. Um, so uh, free entry as well this weekend down in Canberra in Tuggerong. Uh, free entry for any punters who are listening who want to get across to the game if they're not watching it on Fox Sports. But it really is lining up as a wonderful grand final. It truly is. Uh, you guys got them. You guys can't split them. I'm going to go with Queensland Country just off the back of what I saw last week and their ability to defend first half. Uh, particularly in the first half this year, they have just been unbreakable in defence. Second half, they've conceded quite a few points, but they're ranked number one for their defensive work through first halves across the entire year, and don't see that changing this weekend. If it's wet, it probably suits Queensland country even a little bit more, I would say. Uh, when you've got Hamish Short and Duncan Payao there, both playmakers who can step in and control with the boot as well if needed. Yeah, I think it's probably pretty spot on. I couldn't agree more, to be honest. I think the country with with Brad Thorne. I just think it's a great story, too. It would be great to see them win. We've talked up uh, Taniela Tupo with Shawnee Hez. Christy, you're working on, with with Shawnee and Swainy's help, uh, five breakout players of the NRC, and and Rob Valentini, um, probably right at the the top of that list. Uh, Shawnee, just just how good is this guy going to be at the age of 19 at the moment? Well, he's hoping that those two meet at some stage in the middle on the weekend, Oof. Tupo and Valentini. Who comes out on top in that front on? That's a tough one. It's a tough one. But I will tell you this. If those two collide, I'm expecting the Vikings club to uh, to shake to its core. The earth might but just since, open up. I think the earth might just open up. <laughs> there is the potential for the earth to open, open if Valentini and Tupo clash on the weekend. Valentini has been outstanding. He's a... I said at the start of the year, actually, guys, when he played in the Brisbane Global Tens, he got a few touches there and had been given the heads up that he is on track to be 
one of the biggest, hardest-hitting players getting around in Super Rugby and Test footy. Uh, he gave us glimpses there, and through the NRC, he's just been outstanding. Yeah, I had a chat to Tom Cusett during the week um, mm-hmm. from the, the Vikings captain, of course, and yeah, he just, you know, sometimes you've got to kind of encourage uh, athletes to, to talk up themselves or their teammates, but he didn't need any encouragement. He just no. straight away, absolute freak. Um, yeah, the, the the subtle offload game to go with that, that raw Polynesian power that he's got. Um, and the, the thing that really impressed me against the Spirit in the semi-final was he was, it's, it's one thing for guys, young guys, to be making plays you know, towards the the start of the game when they're revved up and and um, and uh, and excited, but to do it at the end of the game after mm-hmm. 80 minutes, he, he made two huge defensive plays, including holding Issy Nicerani um, up off the ground um, to, to to win a scrum, and that's obviously no mean feat um, with Big Issy. So, yeah, I haven't seen a huge amount of him, but he's, he's definitely set to explode next season in Super Rugby. I think technically he's really good too. Richie Arnold uh, in that first half, um, remember see him carrying it forward. You know, he's big, big. Big unit, had the ball tucked nice and tight under his wing, took it forward, and Valentini just came in and just said, thank you very much, Richie. I'm just going to grab that and go that way. So, uh, What about the Richie Arnold first half hat-trick? Amazing. Oh, don't see it often. Don't, from a Give a score of a hat-trick as a, as a Negative, but 206 mm-hmm. centimetres. Yeah. Big Come rich. on. Big Rich. Is, um, That's a huge day out. It's, yeah. Uh, does he have to hand back his tight five badge after no, that? No, he just become a... Hat trick scoring hero. That's what you try scoring scoring heroes are forward with that kind of uh, kind of work rate. So yeah, it's uh, Valentini v Thor. Uh, Paya Awa he, he against Dargaville will be good. Stewart v Hawera. There are so many juicy little matchups across the Tom Banks the park. obviously a weapon. As, Tommy Banks. As well, but yeah. It's funny that the guy that he's or not opposite the fifteen and fifteen. Patrick James from Queensland Country has a very similar running style and open field uh, delivery as Tom Banks. So it, it just shapes up real nice, like for this weekend. And fellas, we've mentioned it throughout the season. That there is no question that this year's NRC, in terms of the quality of the footy, has been far and away the best. What do you put that down to? Great question. I I, I think uh, I think that we've sort of gone away from what we had the gimmick with the three-point conversions one year, just got back to playing footy and just the pace and the willingness of these teams to try and play it up-tempo, try and play it quick, it has been has been brilliant. The skill level's been better. We've, the, the number of dud games we've had, uh, minimal. You know, like if I go back the last mm. few years prior to that, there were a couple that were just absolutely on the nose. Um this year, well, it's it's been amazing the turnaround. So, twenty seventeen, excuse me, undoubtedly the best on that front, and hopefully that continues in the what looks likely wet conditions on Saturday night. Fiji and Andorra as well, obviously their first season. Yeah, they they, have, they've brought plenty. They did. They have discipline wise. I'd like to see them sharpen that up a touch, particularly towards the back end of the year when they've come under the pump. Uh, it all sort of started to unravel in that game against Queensland Country at home. Then it continued on the week later against the Rays. And then we saw it again on the weekend. Uh, there was one game, that game against Queensland Country over in Suva. 20-2 the penalty count against was. So you're not going to win games when you're conceding that number of uh, full arms. So that was that was a disappointing because a number of those as well. Then there was the other allegations around. You know, you guys are talking about the eye, bite, the eye gouging and the biting early on. Um, but they're footy, and some of the players, John Stewart, 
who is their captain. He's freakish, what he can do. And the other freaks are all uh, up in the Northern Hemisphere ready for the spring tour. Yeah, and that's great for the young Aussie players to have to travel over to Fiji and get a, get a taste of uh, what, what international um, football is all, all about, the travel demands, the, the crowd and, and you know things that can go wrong uh, off, off the park, uh, distractions and whatnot. So um, that, that's great. And yeah, I don't know, it's just, uh, it seems to be more intensity in some of these clashes now as well. Maybe there's a few rivalries building up um, over the years and the Endura, I think, have yeah, added, added a different element it. as well. They certainly have, and going forward, looking super rugby picture down the track, it, it certainly, this NRC progression, the inclusion of them certainly sets them up to, to potentially join Super Rugby at some stage. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Fellas, other internationals to come across the weekend, All Blacks v France. France yeah. That should be a good one. South Africa, Ireland and England, Argentina. Yeah, the All Blacks of France has been a bit of a, a mumps outbreak in the All Blacks camp. But have you seen the latest with how Rico Ioani and his mumps are going? I think he should be all right. Okay. okay. Either of you guys had mumps? No. Don't even know what it is. Don't you? How do you contract mumps? I don't want to go there. Okay. Let's, not, let's just say that Toowoomba, right. Toowoomba's a bit of a <laughs> Toowoomba's a bit of a mumps hot, hot bed though. <laughs> all right, and fellas, before we wrap it up, uh, Melbourne Cup day. How did it all play out for you, fellas? Uh, look, uh, relatively tame affair here. We uh, were one of the while, while the rest of the building uh, empties out, including yourself. Where some of us have to actually stay <laughs> stay back and hold the fort. So uh, we had a couple of. I've worked every weekend since. <laughs> Mid-February, you bust join, your chops Join the club, join the club. Since the start had, of February. Had a couple of beers upstairs and, uh, yeah, nice. and, and no luck with the, the no spike steak. The and uh, and then kick, kicked on at the Oaks later. Met Christy's brother, actually. Did met, you? Met uh, one of the, the second brother who I hadn't met, uh, yeah. Xavier, the, the builder. Yeah. Uh, very good-looking Doran. Is that um, right? One of the Doran clan. and he, sure. he, he was on fire. Um, had some great insights into how Christy had developed into the young man that he is today. Sure. And, uh, Maybe for another podcast. Okay, yeah, we'll save that for another day. Uh, I can tell you, I can report back from Ramwick Racecourse. It was a hell of a day, and uh, we had a little punters club running out there. Few of our colleagues went rogue. One of them being a, I won't name him, but he also commentates the NRC. So he went rogue and. Um, he got a big smack across the back of the head from the punning gods. He did his ass. So uh, sometimes it's just fun to sit back and watch. <laughs> I like to watch. Some of the I didn't punt. Can you believe I didn't punt at all? I don't believe that. I had on, had on heart. Did not punt. I just I just let it. I just went well, with the flow. Went with the flow. Because he had no First money. Presumably that's in years. That presumably I that's because you had no money. Um, no, no. I just wanted to take it easy because I knew if I start, I wouldn't have been able to stop. So uh, I just took go. it easy and um, went along for the ride. But you know, it was a great day. My God, it was a good day. And while we're on, uh, while we're on great functions, uh, the listeners are going to think that we are potentially alcoholics. But uh, shout out to Natalie Unides and uh, who's leaving us to go down to Melbourne, former podcast guest. She's having a farewell this evening. And the um, what we're going to send. Uh, you had a, you had a, nick, you had a nickname for her before. I do, but I don't know if it's I don't know if it's PC, so I'm going to keep it. I gave it, I gave her the nickname in our preseason get together, Nat Unides, and she was more than happy with it. So. Um, uh, that will stay between the two of us. But, you know, Nat's done an awesome job covering the NRC and hopefully she continues to work with us on Super Rugby as well next year. I don't know what the She's hell happened to her Saturday night in Canberra. It must have been the cold air that got to her because when she rocked up to Toowoomba, maybe it was just a differing climate and the uh, temperature shift. But when she got to Toowoomba, she, her voice had dropped about 18 octaves. Wow. She had the voice of a... What are the opera singers that have got like the low, deep voice? Baritone. 
She's no. baritone. Is that what we're talking? This is your area of expertise, Maybe. Christy. She had gone full baritone on wow. us. Wow. Yeah, I okay. was like, who is that on the sideline? Yeah. That's Nat. Yeah. You know? It'd be the tenor, wouldn't it? Uh, tenor. There you go. Tenor. Tenor. Two for a tenor. Um, fellas, we can park it there, and we will be back again next week to review Wales and preview England. Man, I can't wait for that game one. against England. I hope they come out and go absolutely berserk. But that's next week. This week it's Wales, and don't forget Saturday night the NRC Grand Final from 7:30 p.m. on Fox Sports, or you can stream it if you're uh, away from the box. Don't worry about it; you can stream it, no problems. It's going to be a great finish to what has been a terrific year's National Rugby Championship. Worthy, well, thank you for your time this afternoon. You too, Christy Doran, uh, and hope you've enjoyed it. Having a nice four up for this week. Be sure to say catch you again next time.